Welcome to episode 5 of this Warriors Life podcast. Uh, that, of course, was the unforgettable 2008 uh, qualifying final win in Melbourne with Michael Witt scoring one of the great finals match winning, winning tries. Uh, I'm Will Evans here again with Brad Larkin, the, uh, possibly the greatest fullback Runanga High ever had. Is that a fair assessment, Brad? <laughs> Runanga High? Jeez, your, your stats are wrong there, son. Oh, have I, have I been misinformed? <laughs> Grey high. Okay, okay. Yeah, no high school in Nunga. Gee whiz. Oh, geez, Six okay. of us had to go into town. <laughs> <laughs> Tough gig. Um, Brad, uh, another weekend in the Central for you. You've been uh, partying it up big time, but uh, did you get to catch a wee bit of the footy over the weekend? Yeah, I caught some drips and drabs, but yeah, not as much as I probably should. But um, yeah, I did catch a few trips and drabs. Mainly the earlier games. And any particular highlights stand out for you from round four? Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to think of highlights. And I, I think I'm going to go for each week picking my teams of the week. Yeah. Okay. And I reckon this year, from uh, number one, has to be the Bulldogs again. Yeah, well, weren't they gutsy again against the Storm? Oh. They've dominated everyone. And, yeah, Bulldogs really stood up to them. It was great to see. Yeah, it was rad. They just got in the fight. Yeah. And uh, how about uh, Jaden Ockenbohr, 500 metres in his first two games, steamrolled Cameron Smith a couple of times, uh, cult hero in the making. Oh, mate, spots are becoming tight for our <laughs> fat, uh, man crush 13, aren't they? That wing. Yeah, the, the back three, there's plenty of contenders there. Nah, he's definitely one that I'm going to be... It's going to get me watching the Bulldogs each week, his progress this year. Yeah, impressive, especially without Karen Foran as well. They uh, they really stepped up, considering how good Foran had been in that first win of theirs. And, yeah, something about this Bulldogs team, these uh, pound puppies, as you called them last week. Yeah, they might have lacked just slightly in their kicking game. But, um, yeah, it was as if he was, yeah, who was Karen Foran? Yeah, it's good, good stuff. It's good to see. And we'll see how they go again. This week against the Dragons, uh, probably my highlight, can't go past the trio of Golden Point games, first time since uh, late 2007, three in the same weekend, and uh, all uh, doozies, Nathan Cleary with the after the siren conversion, uh, ice in his veins, and then a, an amazing field goal to, to win it as well under pressure, uh, David Cherry Evans, just as good a field goal to, to win a big one for Manly over South. And then Corey Norman doubling up two weeks in a row, the Golden Point hero. So, you know, yeah, Golden Point's got its critics, and I'm not a huge fan of it all the time, but, yeah, it definitely produces some uh, some exciting moments in our game. Um, now, moving on with the Warriors review, Friday night, did you catch that one, Brad? Yeah, I did. I did. I, um, I watched the full, that full 80. What did you reckon? What were your first uh, takeaways? I don't think the Warriors started that well, but luckily the Titans let a bad team sort of play its way out of form, uh, into form, sorry. They just, because they weren't doing anything themselves, the Warriors were able to make a few mistakes without being punished. Yeah, the Titans uh, were pretty poor and, and got worse as that, especially that first half wore on. Uh, I thought the Warriors were solid enough, given how bad they'd been in the previous two weeks. 
Uh, it was probably about all you could expect, I suppose. Um, they didn't get a lot of praise for the win, but they got the job done pretty comfortably in the end. Um, you're obviously not going to start a massive charge on the back of that win, but it was definitely a win that they needed. Just need to to find their feet again and grind it out, and um, yeah, did the job. Four tries to two, and then just that little patch in the second half where uh, some pretty appalling defensive misses let the Titans in a couple of times, but yeah, otherwise I thought it was all right. Yeah, I thought it was fine too in the end. It was just they they got lucky with the Titans team this week, uh, last week, sorry, that they they could afford to sort of trip and sort of fart and spit for the first 20 minutes and then be able to get into their momentum and remember remember what they sort of done in the first first round. Yeah, that's right. It, it was a wee bit like the first uh, first round against the Bulldogs, who were obviously extremely poor in that game. Um, very poor were the Titans as well. But and the, probably the the biggest takeaway or the biggest talking point from that game was Chanel Harris Devita's debut. Um, I thought it was actually really good. Um, some mixed reviews, but for the, I thought the kid was great. Um, did what they were probably looking for, what they've been missing, run the, ran the ball quite confidently, got involved, looked pretty composed, I thought, um, made more tackles and more run metres than either of the halves in any game um, of the preceding three games, so couldn't have asked for too much more, I didn't think. No, I, I, it's weird that um, people are saying there's mixed reviews. He, 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 no one can say he had a bad game. He had. He just went out there and had a real good first up game. Didn't set the world on fire, but done everything right, I thought. Yeah, and just looks to have that extra little bit of spark that they're um, perhaps missing a wee bit out there. Yeah, um, and looked real comfortable, yeah. real comfortable. Yeah, so it'd be great to see him tested a bit more against a better team this week. Um, obviously, that's when, when Adam Kieran was put under the pump uh, after his sort of five-star debut. He was found wanting a little bit, but... Yeah, uh, yes, I don't, I, the only thing that worries me, he doesn't shy away from getting in a tackle, does he? Like, uh, he's only a little man. I hope he doesn't end up breaking himself. Yeah. He, he, he gets stuck in in defence. Yeah, he was, um, the sort of, the mail was that he was a bit of a liability in defence, but didn't really see that the other night. Uh, threw himself into it. Maybe that's maybe that's the best way sometimes if you're not a tackler is to get up on them before they run up on you. Yeah, as long as they're trying, that's, uh, that's, that's all you can ask, getting stuck in. That's all you can ask. Yeah, That's all you yeah. can ask. Um, Blake Green, I thought, well, he got three Dally M points. Thought maybe Roger was robbed again, but Green was a lot better this week. Great long ball for Hickers try. A nice little short ball for for Roger to put Roger away. Um, yeah, he looked really good. And, and Green just seems to really care about where this team's going, so... Uh, yeah, there seems to be, uh, along with Roger, their sort of spiritual leader, I guess. Um, mm. And yeah, I, I, I think he just got to play this game that he was playing last year. Yeah, he's not he's not that frills frills player that um, people were hoping he might step into the shoes of. He's he's a support act, and it, it's out of it. Who picks these daily M awards? The same people that pick the Oscars? <laughs> yeah, Jeez, oh, man. Uh, yeah. So, well, at least he was. At least Roger got in the uh, in the running this time with a couple of votes. But so he got a couple. Who got the one? Um, I, I think Peter Hicko actually picked up a point, and he was pretty good. He would have. Um, but but patchy. Still. He would have got. He would have got three points if he actually passed the ball a couple of times. Like <laughs> yeah. he ran well, but I don't think there was one pass in that game. Yeah, he uh, definitely was was hanging on to it. Big meters though, but still. Yeah, he did. Still. 
bit of a hot mess on defence there, but uh, yeah, at least did enough to uh, justify a spot, I suppose. Um, we'll obviously talk a bit more about that Warriors lineup in the preview. Uh, just a couple of couple of NRL news uh, tidbits. Thought we'd mull over um, after after four rounds, looking at three teams under massive pressure that were all tipped for a final spot, all sitting on a one and three record. Broncos, Cowboys and Knights, man, how badly do they need to win this weekend? To go 1-4, yeah, all of a sudden starting to think about next year, just about. Yeah, yeah, I think we sort of thought the Cowboys might struggle. I sort of touched on in the season preview that the Broncos forwards, I don't know, those young, they're a good forward pack and they'll be amazing in three or four years, but I think they're still a bit light on experience. And the Knights, they just don't know how to get over the line, do they? Yeah, Caelan uh, Ponger obviously made a, a big difference at, at fullback. Two beautiful passes to set up oh, tries. That was and, slick, eh? Uh, yeah, just uh, just absolutely exquisite to watch. Uh, but other than that, they don't look like going anywhere near scoring. Unfortunately, Paul Mason Lino didn't have his uh, his best club debut for the night, so I'd have to say yeah, it's that. probably his worst game in the NRL. Um, so unfortunate for Mace, but... Yeah, Knights under massive pressure. Same with the Cowboys. Jason Tamalolo obviously still out, and the Broncos are copping it from all sides. Yeah, the, the Broncos, yeah, they are. They're all questioning Seabold straight away. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on. Yeah, it's, it's only four rounds deep. They just seem to have too much talent for it not to click, but yeah, some guys yeah. under some pretty big pressure. Uh, the other bit I wanted to touch on was the potential golden point change that the NRL are reportedly looking at. Um, which would, and I, I don't mind this actually, four points for a win, uh, three points for a golden point win, two points for a, a draw, a golden point draw obviously, and uh, one point for a golden point loss. So, that, you know, at least you, you walk away from something, with something, for finishing uh, level at 80 minutes. But um, I, I, I do like the fact that it will spread out the table at the end of the year, but I, I, I see it like it's like rugby union. When rugby union... When a rule doesn't work, they make another rule to fix a rule that doesn't work. Why can't we just have two for a win, one for a draw? Done. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's probably the way to go. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sort of feels a bit too bonus pointish, which is a scourge on Super Rugby, if you ask me. So, um, yeah, it'd be interesting what the general consensus is on that and who's making the decision. Um but yeah, a little bit outside the box. I don't hate it, but yeah, we'll see which way they go. Um, yeah. Now, a new segment this week. We've opened up TWL's mailbag, and I wouldn't say the response was overwhelming, but we've got a few questions <laughs> rolled in, which would suggest there's potentially up to four people listening to the podcast, which would be massive. Uh, yeah, so um, we'll see what the, what the mailbag's got in store for us. Uh, first of all, we've got uh, Corey Lancaster has asked, what does it take for Cutter to get dropped? Seriously. Um, obviously, Cutter is, Solomon Cutter is, is, uh, is public enemy number one with quite a few Warriors supporters. Has been for a, a wee while all of last season. He, he copped it a fair bit for not passing to Big Ken, and, and this year his, his game's um, a little bit all over the shop. Um, what do you think, Brad? Is he doing enough to hold his place at the moment? No, he's not. Not if there's some other guys that can do it better playing down the lower grade. 
But to the answer that question, who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah, he, he must be a real good boy at training, eh? That's, a real good kid. Oh, Jesus is a good kid. He's a good kid. I can't do it to him. Yeah. It has that sort of feel about it. I I was thinking about that question this afternoon and, and just thought of, you know, what he's offering on the park and when you looked at how brutal they were with Conrad Harrell throughout his Warriors tenure, and for me, Harrell's got more upside in his game um, than Cutter. More of a big moment player, and um, but obviously he wasn't the greatest trainer, a bit of a poor attitude at times. Cutter's never been dropped. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one, and you wonder how many more subpar games it'll take before he does spend a, a stint in New South Wales Cup. I'd give him one more game. If he plays bad, one, like has a, just a diabolical, pure and simple if for everyone to see, he, he'll have to go. Surely the people's voice can <laughs> some effect on that, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was a bit... Yeah, he wasn't that great against the Titans again. Ford pass and a penalty in the first few minutes. Wasn't awful after that, but didn't really make much of an impression. Um... I'll happily yeah. have Ashford. Happily yeah. have Ashford in the yeah. every week. Ashford or Beal or give Patrick Herbert, who I've been trumpeting on a bit about for a while, but he scored another two tries in New South Wales Cup on the weekend. Made a ton of metres. Um, yeah, so it's probably worth at least even even giving Cutter a chance to go back to, to reserve grade and punishing opposition yeah. at that level and freshen himself up a bit. Because he's, Cause he's come straight over under-20s and pretty much been on top side since the end, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, 2015, and yeah, as I said, I don't think he's ever been dropped. Being picked basically whenever available, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's true. And just on a side note, Conrad Harrell, four tries for Leeds on the weekend. So Connie carving up one of them. Yeah, I see that, but they got something, didn't they? They were um, beaten by... I just saw Connie's um, highlights... But, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Leeds are shocking. Yeah, yeah. That's weird, I hope they're dead last. Yeah. I don't know if they've won a game. Trent Merriman wants to come home, apparently. But one of Harold's tries, if I can um, go back to that, it was a one-on-one strip on the 40-metre line, and he sprinted away for the tries. So Dirty. Awesome. He's, he's, he's so good to watch, and even rocks yeah. and diamonds. <laughs> even better to watch at someone else's team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's for sure. Uh now, moving on to our next question, uh, this is from Brad Inger, um, who also he reviews each game, he has a blog, and if you go to Brad's ramblings on Facebook, you'll find them there, definitely worth a look. Uh, Brad's asked, what do you think is the thought process on the interchange rotation? Fourth man seems to be used sparingly, and it's a good question from Brad. Um, it has been a bit of a bit of a weird one over the last few rounds. Obviously against Manly, Gerard Beale didn't get on the field last week. Lingy Sal got the call up on form um, and only got, I think, eight minutes or something like that. And then uh, this week Sam Lasorno looks to be back in the number 17. So uh, it is weird because it's not like the other 16 are totally dominant. So why wouldn't you you know, use that uh, fourth interchange spot to better use? Yeah, yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Is it? It's a, it's a real good question. Um, Who knows? If they don't need them, maybe cut them and have that have that fourth interchange guy there only for head knocks. So yeah, or is it? And he, he comes on, and that's your spare player because you get a and then you get a head knock replacement. I don't know. I just don't, what do you think? I just don't think they're getting enough from you know the Ford pack and the the other Fords on the bench that they can. Sort of afford to only give the the fourth guy eight minutes or so. So, yeah, 
against the big south pack this weekend. It'll be pretty interesting to see. I'm assuming that Lusorne will get a few more minutes. Obviously a bit tough on Sauer, who's been killing it in reserve grade and to only get a wee taste on the weekend. But, um, yeah, we'll see what Kearney's... Um, yeah, I think that question needs to be some, asked to someone smarter than us, eh? Yeah, That's real... It's got us <laughs> perplexed. But flummoxed. Flummoxed, all right. Uh, my preference for the bench would be to have uh, with Jazz Tavanger as a pure middle forward and Nathan uh, Roach as that utility, and that's your... There's your, then there's then your you'd use your bench better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see where he goes with that when everyone is fit, because we still haven't had... Isaac, Luke and Roach uh, fit at the same time. Um, so yeah, not sure if that's much help. Brad, Inger, but thanks for your question anyway. Um, Sean Kelly's asked, Chanel and Kieran, is it going to be a case of when the Warriors lose or underperform that they'll keep swapping between the two, or should they stick to one? Um, another good question. Um, I see it going more the way that the Storm, uh, Storm rotated their halves last year. They had Obviously, Brodie Croft, who started the year and finished the year in the grand final. At halfback, Riley Jacks came in for a while. Jaron Hughes had a few games in the number seven. I just think it's, yeah, they just monitor how they're going. If they seem a bit burnt out, a bit low on confidence, um, I think, yeah, we probably will see Adam Caron again. I can't probably see um, young Chanel playing well enough every week to, uh, to be in first grade for the next, how many games we've got left? 20. 20 games at least, so uh, yeah, what do you reckon, Brad? Yeah, I don't, I don't reckon, unless one of them just randomly sets the world alight, I, I, I think they'll be just just teasing them in and out, because you're not losing anything or gaining anything by doing that bar getting a fresh player that's yeah. not used to the rigours of week-to-week NRL. And apparently Adam Kieran uh, went back to New South Wales Cup and had a, had a pretty strong game, so that's good to hear. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope the Chanel gets three, three or four as well. Yeah, I, I definitely see the more potential in him for being able to really lock down the spot um, with some brilliant performances. Whereas yeah, yeah, just the point of, solid, of difference, didn't he? Guy, but yeah, we'll definitely see. Uh, again, fascinating to see how he goes this weekend. I just, I just hope if, if Chanel does have a bad game, he gets to play out the next game, and they don't just hook him straight away. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You need to. With those young guys, I'd like to see them be given the opportunity to dig themselves out of a hole the next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and our last question is uh, from a good mate, actually, Mike Duncan, who's is currently walking uh, the. Is he still traipsing around the countryside? He is. He's, so go and check out three reasons why or three ry dot I think it is. Um, he's. Walking the length of New Zealand for three very good causes, raising awareness and money, so go and check that out. But he's, he's made it all the way to the top of the South Island, just about to cross the Cook Strait, so he's made good Jesus, good crap. on you, Mikey, man. Yeah, he's been on the trail for um, two and a half months or so, so yeah, good good for Mike. But Mike has had time um, out, out of, he's back in civilization briefly and has texted in a question, he said, with Greg Inglis seemingly on the way out, potentially, do you think it's time that uh, a New Zealand or a Kiwis or a Warriors player adopts a, uh, a tri-celebration a la the Goanna, seeing as we may not like be the, seeing the Goanna anymore? Like the Goanna? What would the New Zealand version of the Goanna be, though? Well, well it's, um, it's suggest- the, suggestions with the Kiwi or the Power 
some sort of power-related <laughs> celebration. <laughs> Uh, so well, just pretty... stuck in the sock and been smashed against the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Kiwi. I don't know. Yeah, I can. I can imagine. Maybe Big Ken would be. Who? Yeah, Ken. who's that go-to man? Yeah, I think Big Ken's got a try celebration in him. Might not get enough tries to use it, but uh, yeah, I think he'd be. Okay. He has, hasn't he? He has. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, definitely. send your votes, send your votes yeah, to people, let's, let's launch this thing. Yeah, it'll be the biggest name, uh, the biggest contest since Naming the Warriors back in 1993, I reckon. Um, so that's it for the mailbag, thanks everyone for your questions, um, hopefully our answers were semi-satisfying. We'll power uh, right into the Round 5 preview, Brad, um, Round 5 kicks off with two teams under a bit of pressure. Broncos v Tigers at Suncorp Stadium on Thursday. Yeah, uh, Tigers, Broncos are rubbish at the moment. Um, Boyd's not doing that, but they need a reshuffle. My opinion, Broncos need a fix. Milford, fullback, Boyd, centre, Bird, first standoff. Mm, and yeah, yeah like that's my fix for the Broncos, but um, yeah, no, nah, Tigers. Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that. It's hard uh, when you see Boyd basically giving up on defence last week to, to keep him at fullback. Maybe a stint in the centres like Wayne Bennett did with him last year. Um, yeah, Isarco is obviously a fullback option, but they can't can't really keep going with the spine that they're performing with at the moment. Uh, but I'm tipping the Broncos here. Just too much game-breaking talent up at Suncorp. I think they'll respond to all the pressure. Tigers haven't liked too much of what I've seen from the last couple of weeks. They just can't, obviously they put a few on us, but otherwise have struggled a wee bit to get it over the line. Dropped Elijah Taylor this week, which I found a... Yeah, that's amusing. Who did they bring in? Um, who did they bring in? Um, I can't Any... quite tell. Well, Josh Alawai has gone into, the, well, he's in the number 13 jersey, and there's a couple of young guys. Matt Eisenhurst's back on the bench, so... Yeah, no, but it's just form-related. Obviously, he's the ultimate professional player the Warriors never wanted to lose. Um, yeah, weird seeing him not a first player yeah. of the Tigers. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe a mid-season pick-up for us. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I'll take, I'm taking him. Anyway. I just want to spend that money. It's burning a hole in our pockets. <laughs> you are really... You're keen to get rid of it, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, no. Um, well, why not? Why, why wouldn't you bolster yeah. the squad as much as possible? Uh, what's the... What's the... What's the good game Friday? So you're going... I'm going Broncos Broncos. there. So moving on to Friday, the start of the the Friday schedule, Titans and Panthers on the Gold Coast at 8pm New Zealand time. Uh, Yeah, Panthers obviously bounce back with that clutch win, unbelievable, in Golden Point. Yeah, maggots. Yeah. Honestly, they're the most dangerous team in the history of the game in the last 10 minutes of the game. Uh, last year they got out of jail so many times after playing poorly, did it again, never looked like scoring until, um, or winning the game until they did, and but they got it done, and it's a pretty pretty valuable quality. I'm going Titans. Yeah, I don't mind the Titans here too, actually. 0-4, um, very, very poor against the Warriors, but... Yeah, yeah but haven't been bad in their other games. Yeah, yeah, showed showed a bit against South. Uh, Peachy and Cartwright up against the Panthers. I think they'll be primed for a big game. Yeah, 
What's the Panthers giving us? 20 minutes of footy all year? Yeah, that's right. They've been pretty average besides that little spike at the end of the... Look, I'm, I'm a little bit gutted. That 8 o'clock Friday night game is... That's the one I look forward to at the end of the week. I think that's the game I like to watch and that's what it's on. Damn yeah. it. Yeah, they... Um, I think it's not the... Not the uh, marquee billing clash for in Australia for Fox Sports, so mm. don't tend to get the the blockbusters for that one. Oh, um, and the competitions are still. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, you with me yeah. now, man? <laughs> <laughs> Rugby league, yeah. sweet. Yeah, okay. Don't so who's second up on Friday? Well, it's another. It's it's a bit of a, a bit of a fizzer of a game. Um, again, it's Cowboys and Storm. Um, this might be one to tape and watch with breakfast. Uh, yeah. The Cowboys have been appalling. Storm, obviously, very good. The only unbeaten team left in the comp. You know, I don't really see the Cowboys springing an upset in this one. Nah, this this is a boring game, isn't it? Yeah, let's move on. Uh, a little shout out from Cameron Munster. Really loving what he's doing. Yeah, he's a filthy bugger, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, uh, he's, he's such a valuable player. I honestly. Yeah. He's Pretty, he's a top five player in the game now, and I don't, I think he's yeah, he almost he more is. valuable to the Storm than Cameron Smith now. He's um, one hell of a yeah. player. Um, but yeah, North Queensland mud without Tamalolo, and they should go down. Uh, Super Saturday kicks off with Souths against the Warriors on the Sunshine Coast, actually. So Sunshine Coast? Yeah, historic clash up there. The Rabbitohs continuing their trend of, um, of taking their away games against us to a neutral venue. Um, oh, at least it's not... Oh, true, it's not Perth this year, that's good. all the way to Perth, but I would like to, you, to alert you to the stat, obviously we touched on it. Uh-oh. Touched on it a bit last week with their terrible record around New Zealand um, at, at alternate venues. Um, so obviously a lot of these games, or most of these games are included in this stat, but the Warriors record at neutral venues, and this doesn't include finals games, uh, played 42, won 10, lost 31, and drew one. So that doesn't that bode. Is terrible. Yeah, it doesn't bode super well for a win on the weekend. But uh, you never know. Get up there on the Sunshine Coast and see what happens. Uh, no, Greg Inglis for the for the Rabbitohs. Yeah, the uh, old boy's breaking down in, the, yeah. in all facets for this. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's just his shoulder troubling. I think he's. The poor buggers battling in the head in that as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's uh, sad to see for one of the greats of our game. Oh, absolute, just an amazing footy player. Yeah, uh, it'd be sad to see him sort of fizzle out. You sort, you imagine guys like uh, guys like him going out like Meninga did, sort of still not quite at the top of their game, but still, you know, still winning things and still still can turn a game on its head. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kyle Turner, the interesting um, selection at centre. Um, with Braden Burns out injured, so Turner more well known as a sort of tackling machine back rower. Um, don't see him offering a hell of a lot in attack, but um, you yeah, should plug up an edge there um, for the Rabbitohs. And I think that's more or less their only significant change for the weekend. Uh, Warriors Sam Asano back from suspension, straight back into the 17. What, what's your take on that one? Do you reckon Sammy deserved his? Oh, it's fine. He hasn't been playing any worse than those other games than the other guys. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, probably like I say, we we like we are fans of Chris Artai and maybe Labahu Pulu, but they're obviously not doing the right things at the moment. Yeah, obviously giving them as much the current guys as much opportunity as possible to to 
play their way into form. There's a few guys. Toro Harris was great against the Titans. Great to see him perform. Um, Adam Blair again, still not showing a hell of a lot. Uh, he must do something out there. He's out there for a reason, eh? Yeah. Like, like everyone's obviously seeing the low work rate. He must be. There must be something he does, whether it be talking or organising. That that's what he's there for. Bloody well, hope so. And uh, yeah. And Ignatius Parsi probably still not quite uh, his normal dominant self. Is it fair to say? No, nah, no. Nah, but hopefully he gets on the back of what old Bunty started doing yeah. at the end of last week. Bunny. He actually started coming off the back fence again. And yeah, that's awesome I, to see. Uh, so if the two of them, I think you get both. I reckon, yeah, he might sort of clock onto that and might see both of them rolling. Um, and just touching again on, on what we said about uh, you know sticking with these guys who are out of form but obviously um, have been in the side for a long time. I talked to Tony, Tony Iroh, an assistant coach, earlier in the week. And he sort of wasn't specifically talking about Carter, but he just said in general, you know, they want to give these guys that have been around for, or because these guys have been around for a bit, you give them a bit longer to, you know, to get back to their best and I don't know if that loyalty will sort of bring them undone in the end and how far that loyalty extends, but um, I guess it's admirable in a way. Um, yeah, I understand that in the likes of cricket and that, because you're not, yeah. you can't just single-handedly lose a game, it's a bit, it's a bit different in, yeah, in that. when you play, you know, yeah, as you say, cricket, one peach of a delivery and you're out for a duck that's a bit unfortunate but you know if you get yeah yeah and, and, and clean then bowl that, for that, that duck's straight. not going to lose your game <laughs> yeah yeah uh so yeah again kind of agree with it in principle you probably want to be staying loyal to better players in my opinion yeah it's a nice idea but at the same time it's a professional yeah. game with people supporting you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> people doing uh low budget podcasts about it every week and stuff and you got a bit of responsibility <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah back to the game against Souths um, Cody Walker against Harris DeVita that shapes as, as one of the key individual matchups for me Cody Walker great in great form just a real game breaker maybe Chanel needs to you know try and step up a little bit more in the uh, in the spark department to try and sort of match Walker's influence but Looking forward to that battle. Um, young Campbell Graham, I know, I'm sure you've mentioned him, the big lanky. Is that that tall streak of piss on the wind? Yeah, that's the one. Uh, it's been touted as a potential origin player this year for New South Wales. Um, yeah, so. Nah, nah. Not quite sure about that, but he'll. Nah. He's got a big test up against. Uh, can't quite think what side he'll be on against Fusatoro Mamalo, but either way, big test for him this week. Yeah, yeah. That Harris DeVita, he's he's going to see a close-up view of a, a good footy player, isn't he? He's going to hopefully he doesn't stand and watch too much because he, he's going to yeah he's going to see a good footy player in front of him this weekend. Yeah, and and obviously Adam Reynolds and, and Blake Green probably more similar, uh, yeah, well, similar again uh, to each other, and um, yeah, obviously that they'll uh, have a big influence on the contest as well. Um, just probably a slight, uh, well, I guess with Jazz Tavanga getting off his um, judiciary charge, that probably takes the pressure off having to risk Isaac Luke if he's not 100%. Um, Carl Orton, was, I thought, was really good in his 40 minutes or so last week, and, and Jazz actually had what I thought was his best game at dummy half for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, he was he was strong, man. Yeah, just both of them got out of dummy half and made some, some big surging runs, obviously. The Titans were a bit loose around the ruck, made it easier, but yeah, couldn't fault either of them. 
and be pretty happy to take that duo into this week rather than a half-baked Isaac Luke, give him an extra week to yeah, yeah. get back to his uh, to full fitness. Um, again, big test for the pack this week. Uh, the three Burgess boys, John Sutton, Cameron Murray, um, and a couple of big boys off the bench as well for South. So, you know, our pack's going to really need to stand up, not get uh, battered into submission like that against the Tigers and Manly. So, probably that's the uh, the winning and losing of that game. Who are you tipping, Brad? Uh, it's a real heart and head situation, this one. I really do think the Warriors can win this game. They'll yeah. be well supported up there, I reckon. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the Warriors can can sneak this one. I'll get behind them for, for a two-point win. Um, yeah, I just think it's... Again, South's not overly convincing last week. They... they uh, Went down in Golden Point to Manly, so you know yeah. probably not as impressive as they've been um, over those first couple of rounds. So yeah, I think real chance. Well, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> good for <laughs> us. Yeah, it was a Warriors podcast after all. Um, next on the Saturday, Bill Knights and the Seagulls um, up at Newcastle again. As we said before, a lot of pressure on Newcastle. Manly running into some really good form, um, big one over the Warriors and, and guts galore against um, against South, but Trebojevic out for a couple of months. So um, is he out yeah. for a couple of months? Yeah, it's a Brendan Alley oh, back to and that, he was a massive part in those two game turner that two game turnaround. Yeah. So I, I don't think they're going to do it. I've got the Knights. You've got the Knights. Yeah. Yep. Ponga Ponga fullback is a step in the right direction for them. Still struggling to get the that rest of that team going. Uh, Mate Edric Lee's been a little bit quiet the last couple of weeks, but yeah, I, I think he's going to fade out now. <laughs> I, reckon, <laughs> I reckon that was Edric Lee, Lee career those yeah. first two games, and that, that's Harry's going to get a contract for another two or three years. Yeah. We might be able to pick him up at some point. Um, mid season, mate. Mid season. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I think Knights. With this one, I just think the Tom Trebojevic thing is just such a big blow, even though the, the rest of the team has gone really well. I think the Knights get up at home in this one. Um, Sharks and Roosters. This is a bit more of a, a big game. blockbuster. What do you reckon about this one? Chooks. Chooks. I, I reckon the Chooks would roll Melbourne at the moment. Yeah, that super impressive oh, awesome. against Broncos. And Warrior Hargreaves back. Um... Kakaaho was amazing against the Broncos. Isaac Leo, see these are the these are the Kiwi Fords we'd like to be at our club. And we obviously did yeah. for one first grade game back in twenty thirteen. Um, yeah, it's it's a big game for the Sharks. Probably there, they're obviously two and two, but this is probably the best team that they've this played. This is their first test, yeah. yeah. So obviously Sean Johnson back into the team. Um, big boost for them. Paul Gallon as well. Um, yeah, just uh, don't don't see anyone getting over at the Roosters uh, right at the moment. Uh, down in the Shire, the, you know the atmosphere down there um, can do a few yeah. things, some funny things to opposition teams. So yeah, I think there'll be a few points in it though. I reckon there'll be a few points. Yeah, maybe a twenty-eight, eighteen sort of game, or yeah. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one. Um, I can and in my notes, I. Can kind of see this. I know the Sharks are a long, long way from being where they need to be, but I'm 
looking at this like a bit of a grand final preview, to me, obviously Storm being good, but other than the Roosters, I don't see a real clear front runner. And um, yeah, I think this could be a couple of teams that are clashing on the big ones at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be either Storm or the Roosters. One of those two teams will be in the final. Mm. I don't think both of them will be. And there's, there's the Sharks and all those... Who else is nipping around there? It's only really the Sharks, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Form-wise, form-wise that we're seeing at the moment, anyway. Maybe the Rabbitohs, and then there's a couple of Bolters who will be coming to shortly. Um, but first game on on Sunday, Dragons-Bulldogs. Uh, Dragons coming off a couple of pressure-relieving Golden Point wins, and the Bulldogs have also revived their campaign somewhat with a win over the Tigers and a gutsy loss to the Storm. So, yeah, an interesting one. Here Where's this one at? Uh, this is at Jubilee Oval, so in Sydney. Um, yeah, the suburban atmosphere. Um, the Bulldogs went there. I think it was there, or maybe it was Wynn Stadium, but last year and, and absolutely put the cleaners through the through the Dragons late last season. Well, but, I think the Bulldogs are going to do it this weekend. Not Maybe not put them through the cleaners, but I reckon they're going to win this. Obviously, yeah, Dragons haven't Obviously, they've been uh, winning a couple of games, but they haven't been dominating. Going, no. Going no, I still reckon McGregor's going to be the first coach gone this year. Mm, big call, but yeah. <laughs> they're, they're a team yeah, I yeah, I don't see them do it. Team that's Three a, weeks in a row. Yeah, teetering at the moment, obviously, yeah, Broncos and, and Knights are the two teams that have beaten both teams under a lot of pressure themselves. So, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind a... We dabble on the Bulldogs in this one too, so I'll be back in. Um, last game on the, last game around five. I'm excited about this one actually. Another one worth staying up for on Sunday night. Raiders and the Eels, the two surprise packet teams mm. of the season. Mm. Yeah, I, I think I think the Eels are one of my um, favourite other teams, and I think the Raiders are turned out to be one of your favourite other teams this year, aren't they? Yeah, well, with chance as long as they keep Chance Nickel Clockstat at the back for them, I'll be I'll be um, yeah happy to support the Raiders as a second team. So yeah, but both of them looking really good. Three wins and a loss, um, and far from disgraced in each in their respective losses. The Raiders lost the Storm around two, Eels lost to the Roosters, and after pushing them for a while in round three, and then yeah both both were very good winners last week. So. I think either whatever one of these teams lose this week, have still had a real good start to the season, being three and two. Yeah, especially yeah, considering where you look at where some of the other teams sit well, on the table. And what the, yeah. Um, but I think I think the Eels. I reckon the Eels. I'm going the Eels. Okay, I think the Raiders get this one at home just. Um, but yeah, should be a cracker. Uh, just a wee stat for you: the the team these teams haven't made the finals in the same year since. 2006 um, on their way there though at the moment 3-1 long way to go but they're off to a bit of a fly oh, st- statistically they've got a chance yeah <laughs> that's right um, well that's that's round 5 wrapped up pretty stitch, quickly stitched by, up. by our uh, by our standards um, mm. now we've, yeah. we've got a uh, Instead of stats corner this week, we've got history corner. Is it a, is it the same jingle with a, a word change, or have you got a different different oh, jingle? Have you put me one? on the spot? I didn't know this is coming. Hang on. Yeah. So what did you say it was? History corner. Yeah. It's, it was stats. Hang on. Right. 
History Corner. Oh, no, that, that's some great improv work there, Brad. Um, I'm not sure how you came up with that on the spot. <laughs> Just straight up, I'm clever. I'm a clever bugger, mate. Uh, so for a bit of history corner this week, I've uh, gone to my favourite uh, coincidence in rugby league history. I'm, now I've talked to you, talked to you about this one, and I'm not sure if you feigned enthusiasm for it or you actually thought it was amazing, but <laughs> you you uh, humoured me at the very least. So we'll try it out on a slightly, very slightly uh, larger audience here. So in round four of. Uh, of 2010, uh, North Queensland unveiled their debutant winger Will Tupo against the Titans up in Townsville. Uh, the following day, Bill Tupo played his first NRL match for the Warriors against Manly in Auckland. Now, the coincidence, that's, that's a pretty decent coincidence, I would have thought. Will Tupo, Bill Tupo, pretty much the same name. Debo and yeah, one yeah. day apart. Were they, were they born, both born William? I imagine they were. Um... But this is where it starts getting... Hey, 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 your name's William. <laughs> I know, yeah, that might be wild. Oh, holy well. shit, this yeah. is getting creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good luck getting to sleep tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this is the amazing part. So they're both 19. The 19-year-olds were born just 18 days apart in 1990, both in Auckland. Um, so that's, that's pretty wild. I reckon that's pretty crazy. The exact same age. Yep, and only 18 days apart, both in Auckland. I'm surprised that that's so close to the same name. There's a good chance they'll swap the birth, I reckon. It was, they probably, they probably, the second one that was born, they probably couldn't think of a name, and they still, they found a baby's tag next to them <laughs> yeah. on the bench. And said, shit, look at this. God's named it for us. Yeah, perfect. Uh, but the amazing similarities didn't end there, believe it or not. Uh, both of them pretty, had pretty handy rookie seasons in that, back in 2010. Uh, both of them finished the year with exactly 12 appearances and exactly four tries each. <laughs> That's eight years, nine years later, it still blows my mind. <laughs> that is out of it, eh? I wonder if these two know. You need to send them a copy of yeah, this information. No, I've, I've talked about it and written about it that many times. They're probably oblivious. They um, need to get together with their both their families and sit mm. down and meet each other and mm. just just talk this out. Yeah, it's, uh, it should be getting more to airtime. So you need that D- David Lomax landmass off of missing pieces <laughs> to deliver a message to Will Tupo from Bill Tupo. <laughs> oh, I would have loved to see them um, play on the same team. Unfortunately, they both turned out to be reasonably average. I remember Bill Tupo. I thought Bill Tupo was pretty good for us for a while and then went off the ball, but he was our a winger in our he grand was, final He was team. solid. He never done anything crazy good, though, did he? He was, no. just, he was there. He was just there and reli- Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Still playing in the Super League as well. Yeah, over in Wakefield Trinity. So he's, he's been with them for well, he's in his fifth season now. Looks like don't don't they always just they all start at the St Helens and the the Leeds and the Wiggins and then just trickle down to the Hull KRs <laughs> and the Wakefields and the yeah, <laughs> it's, it's definitely a uh, seems like a bit of a class structure over there for the caliber when, of players. When, when you're at the Catlin Dragons, you've only got one year left, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, actually, funny you say that because I was for for uh, something unrelated looking at 
uh, Louis Anderson, the old Warriors utility, and he had a, a long career. At, I think he always started in England, had a long stint at Catalans, and now he's playing in Elite Two Division France for someone as of this year. So, yeah. But he's still playing. Yeah. Jeez, he's obviously got nothing to fall back on, has he? <laughs> Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe the getting's good for in the elite two division in France. Let's just just be Jeez. lapping up the lifestyle still. Come on, Billy. Just buy a franchise, mate. Just that, buy a franchise. That was. Uh, that was. Sub, buy that a was Subway. Like, yeah, that Subway would be pretty good. Uh, but that was actually Louis. Before you start slandering people. Uh, oh, who, who was I? Who was I giving it to? You, you're giving it to Vinny, who. Oh, no. he he hung up the boots a while ago. I'm not sure what Vinny's up to, but he finished playing in 2012. Um, Stop. Sorry, Vinny. Yeah, but Louis. Louis's still yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, hey, he obviously just loves the game. Yeah, just, yeah, just kind That's of... It'd be it. pretty hard just to give up if you still actually like going out there and running around. And he's yeah. getting paid still, so why yeah. the hell not? Yeah, yeah. Interesting to see if he goes back to his hometown of Dargaville. Great little place up north. Um... Dargable. Yeah. We, had a, we had a mate whose nickname was Dargable. Where'd that nickname come from? <laughs> <laughs> no, no reason at all. Just someone. used to call him Darcy, and then yeah. it turned into Dargie, oh, yeah. and then turned into Dar- Dargable. Just one of those evolutionary nicknames. It's, it's still getting sh- instead of getting shorter, it got longer. Um, now we seem to be rambling a bit, so before we <laughs> click... Before one of our four listeners clicks unsubscribe, we'll uh, wrap it up here. But I will just give our uh, uh, This Warrior's Life um, sponsor, main advertiser, TAB, a bit of a plug. Uh, head over there for a punt. Uh, obviously, uh, great supporters of, of This Warrior's Life and uh, couldn't do any of this stuff without Rugby League Project, the most amazing rugby league site on the net. Um, go and support them as well. Um, and yeah, that's about it from us wrapped it up in, in record time so you got an extra oh, 10 good. minutes to to do do something with the week um go, so go finish watching it. that mass dinner party yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a doozy <laughs> cyclone sorrel <laughs> um right now that's decent okay, cheers mate. for having me again brother sweet thanks for coming and we'll see you again next week for a wrap up of south versus the warriors decent see you mate see you brother